Me, my mum and cancer. 10 years today. 10 years today. Been up since four this morning. First, I wrote a letter to my mum. It always starts like that. Same since the first year. Week before, emotions all over the place, but usually a lot of anger. I try not to feel angry about what's about to come out. The day before, I always feel unwell, hot, clammy, like I'm coming down with something. I tell myself all week that the 16th of May is just another day. I say things to myself like, oh, I bet you won't even notice what day it is. But my heart is counting down the days, the hours and the minutes. Calculating the time I've not seen my mum. Mama, mumsy, oh dear. I called it all of these things a long time ago. It's been 10 years today and you have gone. 10 years since I said the word mum and someone answered me. Mum. Just typing three letters has started the tears I've held in all week. I'm tired, mum. I'm tired of missing you, of being strong. I'm tired of pretending that I don't miss you with every inch of my soul. Then on the 16th, like clockwork, I'm up at four. I wake up and just lay there. It's like I'm getting ready for the worst day of my life again. Then I sit in the living room and I start to write my letter. I write, dear mum. And I get very emotional. I even get upset just typing that. Silly. So I start writing how much I miss her and love her and I cry a lot. But secretly, because I don't want the kids to see me upset. Then usually I go off about my day, dreading 4.15pm, the time she died. It's like I just try and get through the day, wait for that time and then pretend it didn't happen. But it did happen. My mum died. So this year I'm going to say what happened and maybe no one will read it. Who knows? I just need to say it. On the 4th of May 2008, life was normal, well, normal-ish. Mum had been feeling unwell and had been on the sofa for days. She said she ate all over. I'd taken to the doctors many times the month before, almost twice a week, because she cried with the ache in her bones. The doctor sent her to the hospital once with her arthritis, but they said nothing was wrong. On the 4th of May, she wouldn't stop crying. I tried everything, creams, hot water bottles, tablets. Then she said she couldn't get up for the toilet. My mum was a very private lady. I knew that she must be very unwell to say this, so I called an ambulance. I stayed with my sons, they were still little, and I called the hospital throughout the night. The next morning, on the 5th of May, the hospital called to say that she was having scans and tests and could I come at 10. So I took my oldest son and my then boss to the hospital. I was told that they could not find anything wrong with her. I saw my mum and went to finish the decorating in the boys' room. I told my mum I was back at six. I got in, started painting, and straight away my phone went again. The hospital said something had been found and that I must come back now. It was all a bit blurry at this point, but I called my boss to drive me to the hospital. I didn't get changed. I was in my old clothes covered in paint. Funny, isn't it? How you remember things like that. So once again, me, my boss, and my 11-year-old son were all sitting outside this office. I was making idle chit-chat, saying that my mum needs to come home soon because I can't leave the dog all day. I live with my mum, me, the boys, the dog, but my boss was not speaking. She knew. I knew. A nurse came in and called us into the room. It's a nice room. Not like ones I've been in before. It was all nice with big chairs. A man sitting behind a desk in the chair. A lady, a nurse, I guess, is standing next to him. The nurse that, came, that called us in sits next to me in one of the chairs, like she's one of us. I sit down and make a joke. I can't tell you one, but no one smiles. They say my son should wait outside. I don't speak, he's led out. 
the silence is what done it for me. Him, the doctor, just looking at me and then his hands. I'm not worried. Nope. The nurse who is sitting with us says that I may, I may need tea. I say, I don't drink tea. Thank you very much. A boss says she has something stronger in her bag and the nurse nods. They know. They are all getting on my nerves. The doctor says he has some bad news. Now, in my head, I'm just nodding, saying, yes, please go on. Then I feel the nurse put something in my hands. I look down, it's a tissue. I look at her, but she's all blurry, and I don't know why. I can hear her, though. She says, don't cry. I'm not fucking crying, I scream in my head. But the words don't come out because I realise I'm sobbing. Big tears are rolling down my face. My expression has not changed. My other hand is gripping the seat for dear life. The tears fall and my eyes are not blurry. I remember thinking, how can I not realise I'm crying? The doctor starts talking. I'm sorry, he says, it's cancer. I find my voice, but it's very tiny. And I say simply no. Not a big scream. No big no. Just no. No, thank you. He says that I must listen and I say no. The nurse behind him walks around the desk and bends down in front of me and says, do you have any siblings? I say no. Do you have a dad? And I say no. Big fat hot tears burn my face. I want to hit her. I want to hit this stupid nurse in her stupid head. She looks at my boss and says, what family is there? I can't see or hear Sharon Dixon, my boss, but the nurse looks at me and simply shakes her head sadly and sits next to me. I can see her name tag, Carol. I hate you, Carol. No reason at all, but I hate you. The doctor says they've done some scans and they found cancer. I say that my mum is scared of needles, so I'm not sure if she'll do chemo. He looks at me and shakes his head. Wait, is Carol holding my hand? I let her. She feels strong. I need strong right now. He says that they found several different cancels and he uses the word riddled. Or is it the nurse speaking? I don't know. He says that the worst part is our lungs. There is an 80% mass. I have no idea what that means. I say that I have to talk to my mum about what she's going to do because she doesn't like needles. I'm really crying now. I've never cried like this before or since. The nurse asks where my mum lives. I say with me, we've always lived together. I ask why it matters where she lives. Carol tightens her hand, her grip on my hand. Calm down, Carol, or me and you are gonna fall out. She's now talking. Carol, I can't hear what she's saying at all, but she has really kind eyes, blue. She looks like a nan. I didn't have a nan, but she looks like a nan. Wait, why is she hugging me? My brain has no idea what's going on. But this woman is hugging me for dear life. So tight. No, wait, it's me holding her. And I kid you not, I suddenly realise that I'm screaming. Just typing that, wow. <laughs> the tears are here. Carol says, did I hear? I said, I don't know. Her mouth is moving, but I, I can't, I don't, I don't know what she's saying. Your mum won't be coming home. Until when, I ask, because I don't really know how to work the cooker properly, I tell Carol. Mum has to show me all the times. I can never get it right for the casserole. Carol, I say, how long until my mum comes home? Now her kind eyes are crying. Should a nurse be crying?
She says that my mum won't be coming home ever again, that she's very sick and sadly she can't come home. I just look at her. The doctor says he's going to tell my mum. I say, no, you're not. I'll tell her. Carol says, no, I must wait here. The doctor will take me down when it's time. I stand up and make it very clear that I will be leaving now. The doctor seemed in a hurry, getting all this stuff, telling my boss to sit me down. In a hurry somewhere, mate, but I'll get there first. And then I'm running. My son says I run past him and my face was so blotched from red and crying that it scared him. I run to my mum's ward. The poor doctor is running behind me, but I've had to outrun people my whole life. I was always going to win. My mum's curtain for her bed are pulled round. I fall through them and she looks at me. She looks straight at me and the doctor comes flying in just behind me. He starts to speak. He is not happy with me, I can tell you that. He starts to speak and my mum waves her hand to hush him. She looks so little and she says to him, excuse me, I need to speak to my daughter. <sighs> he says he has some bad news and she says she knows and he can leave. And he does. Now it's just me and my mum, my mumsy. She pats the bed and I sit. She lifts her hand, it's so weak and she wipes my face. I'm just crying and crying. And she says, shh, stop, speak to me. I say, they said that you can't come home. I say it like a little kid telling someone, they said that you can't come home. I spit out angrily and she said, I am coming home. Yeah, that's right, Carol. My mum is coming home. She says, how long? Now, I had clearly heard the doctor and nurse say this over and over, but not once did I respond. I wipe my nose. I take a little hand and I tell her, weeks, maybe days. She starts crying. No, 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 don't cry, mum. I will fix it. I'll do something. We just cry. There's a whole story about her coming home, but that's not important, not today. But they gave me 24 hours to make a flat we lived in adaptable for all the stuff she needed to come home. And I saw it. Of course I did. And my mum came home on the 15th of May. My mum died whilst I lay in bed with her on the 16th of May. It was 4.15. It was sunny. 12 days before she'd been laying in the living room eating soup, saying she was in pain but watching the football with me. Because that's what cancer does sometimes. Just takes them. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes you can say goodbye and make plans. And sometimes cancer just comes and takes your mum with no warning. Wow. Do I miss her? I feel many people feel like this. But I just need five minutes to be with her. Just five minutes. Just to show my daughter and the boys and what we've done. If you've got this far, listen to me. Thank you. Maybe nobody will listen. It doesn't matter because it's made me feel better. Made me feel like I'm telling fresh ears. Now off to work because my mum would always say, Kendra, you're a fighter. Get up and bloody fight. I am, mum. I am. <laughs>